theyeshiva.net. So what was the, the point that we learned yesterday? I'm studying, I'm looking at a piece of art. It's wondrous, it's magnificent, it's exquisite, it's beautiful. It's something special, one of a kind. I must come to the conclusion that this didn't happen randomly. This happened by design, purposefully. This doesn't happen on its own because somebody spilled ink. And from the Pashkirai, such an exquisite piece of art was created. I must assume that there is someone behind it, and not just someone, that the one who drew who drew this painting, as he puts it, is a chacham amuk baza. He has unique talent, unique skill for this work. He's an extraordinary artist. I may not be so knowledgeable or cognizant or skilled myself or aware to be able to really understand what it takes. I may not be even an artist myself or a or an art connoisseur. That's true. But I understand limited. If I would, if I would, if I would know more, I would appreciate more. But based on my knowledge, what I'm capable of knowing at this point, I can yet appreciate something, something of the quality of the artist. Even if I don't even understand his quality as an artist so perfectly. Because I'm not, I'm not one. I'm not like a peer of his. So even that itself is limited, but, but there's something I can appreciate. It happens every day. The same is true when I'm looking at a home that was built magnificently or reading a book that was written, which is whether it's engaging or profound or transformative or dramatic, whatever the genre is, or brilliant. Again, I may not even appreciate the level of the brilliance that it took because I don't have it, but I could see that, you know, some, some, there's something special here. And the writer, the author, has something. The same is true with a speech, the same is true with a piece of music. You hear a piece of music... You may not be a musician yourself. You may not be a great expert on music. But you, you could say that the person who composed this had a deep chush, a deep chush in music. And the same is true with any, really any creation. It could be a creation of a business. You, know, you study a business, a business model, a company, a corporation, of course, in a different realm. And, and you know that the person behind this was... As they call it, a fake businessman. Uh, 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 he knew what he was doing. Huh? Same holds true for chaos, for tragedy. Well, if the if the chaos has order, <laughs> if the chaos has a design to it, yes. If the chaos is just chaos, obviously not. Huh? 
if the, if the chaos is organized. <laughs> Sometimes chaos is planned, you know. Revolutionaries plant chaos into the system. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. A book like Mein Kampf also tells you about the author in the opposite way. What a dangerous uh, monster you might be dealing with. Right? Etc. Yeah. What you don't know, though, is who the person is. You don't know if, say, this artist is a master in other disciplines that are not connected to art. That you'd never know. How could you know that? Certainly you wouldn't even know, even more, that maybe he is, even be, even though he's an artist, but that's almost his most insignificant quality. This is like, you know, his side job. And it's actually, this piece of art is the most uh, inferior of his expressions. That you certainly wouldn't know. So you can go your whole life looking, thinking about him, speculating, writing books about him. Especially if there's hundreds of pieces of art, thousands of pieces of art. You can write biographies and you could paint, create your own art, paint pictures in your mind. But then one day, somebody comes and tells you, come and meet him. And everything changes forever. Come meet him. That's a whole different experience. And that's the Nekudah, that's the Ponem Beponem Dibur Hashem Emachem, that the same Moshal, the, the Nimshal of this, exists in our relationship with the great artist of all mankind and of the entire planet and the entire universe. Ain't Sur The Gemara says in Brachas, Ain't Sayer Kelekeinu. Ain't sur, it says ain't sur kelekeinu, right? There's no, sur is a rock, a boulder. So the Gemara says sur is sire, there's no artist like kelekeinu. So it's actually a very appropriate marshal. It doesn't stop use a marshal of tzir. You can use a lot of mashalim, but it's an appropriate marshal. That the same is true in our relationship with Hashem. That there is kel shindalad yud. Shindalad yud is, I know the kayach I know the the power of finiteness. Or to put it differently, I know Shema Avaya de Lasata, the lower level of Shema Avaya Meloshan Mahava. I know the creator through creation, from creation. And even that, that's why we emphasize in the marshal. Do I understand what it means to create a world? Of course not. Just like I don't understand what type of artist the artist is. I, I don't understand fully what it takes. But I could say, Wow. This artist knows what he's doing. He's brilliant in art. Do I know exactly? I don't even understand that exactly. If I would, I would be able to create a world myself. And we can't even create a wing of a mosquito. As the Yerushalmi says, I feel the call boy oil in Wisconsin. I feel the But there's something I do know. There's something, something you can... You can appreciate, you can, it's called deduction. You deduce it, right? You deduce it from the product. That's still yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's the Chachma of Hashem that is known, known from what? From that which we know, that which we see, that which we perceive, that which we experience with our five senses and with our intelligence. The Olamas are not machriach, even a superficial knowledge of Atmos. Atmos would be like who the artist is at his core. What type of family life does he have? Who is he in his essence? Does he have other interests? Is it even possible that the whole artwork is the lowest expression, is the most inferior expression. I wouldn't know. That's what we mean by atzmos. Yeah, because this, he says, there's, there's, there's two types of yidiyas. There's yidiyas hametzias and yidiyas hamohos. Yidiyas hamohos is understanding something's core. Yidiyas hametzias is just knowing the fact. I may not understand the core of this artist as an artist from looking at the art, but I do know there's a big artist out there. I do know there's some major architect here. Do I know who this architect is in terms of an architect? No, because I don't really appreciate the depth of architecture and his depth. But I do know at least the fact that there's a great architect. But the oilum is even a level of Yidiyas HaMetzias. Of Atmos Erinsoif. Their Machriach, their Machriach, that is a Metzius of a Boire, but not of Atmos Erinsoif who is beyond Boire. You understand what I'm saying? They're not, their Machriach Metzius of Boire. There's an artist, there's a designer, there's an author, there's a musician, there's a composer, there's an architect, there's a contractor. <laughs> but so, so what do I know? I know that he's a contractor. There's an expression look at the Torah and Shirashir and the Balatanya says, Loizau ikira lakus masha olamus mishavimimeno. Don't define the primary aspect of godliness by the fact that the worlds come from him. <laughs> That's the Nikoda. Loizau ikira lakus. That's the Lashon of the Balatanya. That's not the Iker of Alakus. I say, Don't define Alakus by the fact that the worlds come from him. That's not the Iker of Alakus. Is it true? Of course it's true. Not only that, in Zohar, as we said, the Asarim Amaris are called Miladad Yaita, which means, if you could say so, peasantry language. Simple, mundane language. Lav urcha de malka yet. It's a for the king to speak such language. Why would we call that asarim amaris miladahadyaita? Language of hedyait, of a peasant. Simple, simpleton is language. You know what a hedyait is. Simpleton language. Why? Because legabi de etzem, what does it express? It doesn't even express a fraction of, of his essence. It's like the artist who really lives in a completely different and transcendent world. And the Chachm of Tziyur is considered the most inferior expression of his, of his magnitude. 
But what I know about him is only this aspect, because I never met him. That's the called Chachma Yediya, the Chachma that we know from Heshtalshalos, the Chachma that we know from the Bria. You understand now? Avram Avinu, Hikiris Boiroi, how? He looked at the palace. And he said, who is the master? And Hashem reveals himself and says, I'm the Balabayas, Lebirizu. I'm the Balabayas. You're saying this is like Mamali Kalaman and Sev of Kalaman. Okay. You could put it in that, uh, you could put it that way as well. You could put it that way as well, yeah. And the real question is, is it even possible to have a relationship with anything beyond that? Perhaps not. <laughs> Here you have a book. Read the book. Look at the mansion. Study the art. That's what you have, yeah. Maybe that's, that's the top. That's the, that's the highest level man can reach. Don't delude yourself. There's a quantum leap between infinity and finiteness. You can grow within your finiteness more and more and more. And the highest you can reach is study the design, study the universe, go to the moon, yeah, study the cell, look at whatever you could look at, and whatever you know, you know. And it's it's amazing. Listen, you could spend a, you could spend a hundred million years on it. No no question. You could spend a hundred million years trying to figure out this world. We still haven't scratched the surface and, and a lot of progress has been made. Even in the last 50 years, progress has been made in terms of understanding the world maybe more than 4,000 years, 5,000 years, just in the last 50, 100 years. The developments have been so rapid and so dramatic. They trumped all the developments for thousands of years in terms of our knowledge of the universe, never mind in fields like medicine and neuroscience, right, et cetera, et cetera. But that's, that's the limit. That's, that, that's the limit. Comes Moshe and says, Ponim b'ponim dibur Hashem imachem. Where Yiddishkeit begins is, and this is the Chiddush, the Chiddush, the revolution of Matan Teireh is that Kivayachal Hashem in his essence, he implanted Himself, what's that himself? His very core, in the core of a Yiddish neshama. That's the Nikud of a Jew. That the etzim neshama is toifus, or as he puts it, be'etzim neshama nitfus amitis mitziusa. The emes of his mitzius is nitfus. It's it's experienced. It's grasped. It's found in the core of a soul, which the worlds cannot express, not because they, they don't want to, not because they're evil, they're, they're magnificent. But the oilamists manifest and express that which the artist is choosing to express through this piece of art. In the Pnimiyas Haneshama, in the core of the soul, the Jew just knows God. Which God? Not the God of philosophy. Hashem Kemoshahu in the Etzimetzias. It's called an intimate relationship. The core of I connects with the core of thou. 
the I and thou relationship, not the thou that is manifested through a particular product which tells me something, but the, the you at your core. Ah, that's a whole different mice. <laughs> this is the Nikud of what a moon is. This is the Nikud of the Yiddishkeit. This is the Nikud of Torah. This is the Ponim, Ponim, Dibra, Hashem, Machem. That the Etzem HaYechide knows Atzmus Eirin Sof like a best friend. So you say, but from where? From where? Where? Well, how? How do you know? What do you know? You're finite. What do you know? But that's the Nikudah, that, that's the whole Chiddush, that God himself, in his essence, he planted that essence that is infinite, that is eternal, that is transcendent beyond even the creator. And understand, even the first thing, what are you grasping? Again, I know that there's a great artist. Do I understand? Do I understand what it means he's a great artist? No. That itself I don't really know. In other words, even the first level is infinite. I just understand that. <laughs> but I'm touching it. I'm just, I'm touching it. I, I, I. But then there's meaning there. There's Kavayachal meeting, Asha. It's a whole different experience. It's, 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 it's not the simon, it's the Tviyas Ayin. It's back to the simon versus the Tviyas Ayin. The simon is, the world is a simon for Hashem. God leaves simonim everywhere. If you want to look, if you don't want to look, you won't find anything. But if you're interested, there's a simon. You know, Hashem is <laughs> What's Hashem is Aveda? Hashem means returning a lost item back to its master. No, which is the greatest Aveda in history? <laughs> the world. <laughs> And Ayeka, what's Ayeka? Where have you been? Where are you? Yeah, you're lost. Ayeka, why do you say Ayeka? What's to the door? You're lost. After the Eitz Hadas, we're trying to do our Shavu Saveda. Ah, the Gemara says Ezeu Shaita. What's the definition of a Shaita? You know what the Gemara says, yeah? Hama Abed Masha You give him something and he loses it. So the Balatanya teaches, Hama'abed ma shenois namla. Rebbeinu Shalom gives every person ma. <laughs> What's ma? Ma is the gift of bittel. Ma is chokhmah, koyach ma. Venachnu ma. And you lose it. Hama'abed ma shenois namla. There's mefaleh de ma. So all of our voidas are shavasavedi. You gotta return the lost object back to its owner. We spoke kolo oimed dover b'shem oimrei. Maybe Gu'ulalailam. You have to identify the Oimroi. Everything has an Oimer. What do we say in the morning? Baruch Sha'amar Vayoilam. Baruch Oimer Vaisa. There's a Bashem Oimroi. Maybe Gu'ulalailam. That's how you redeem the world. So it's all Ashavasaveda. You're returning the lost object to its master. You're saying, here, this is yours. You make a bracha. On a cup of water, and you say, Baruch Atah Hashem Alekeinu Malachaylam Sha'akol Niyah Bidvara. If not, the water is lost. You do Hashavah Saveda. You return it. You return a lost object to its master. You say, this belongs to you. Lashem Ha'aretz Amloya Tevel V'yeshiva. How do you do Hashavah Saveda? You need Simonim. <laughs> How do I know it's yours? I found the shirt. How do I know it's yours? I found the pen. Simonim. So the master left Simonim everywhere. There's Simonim everywhere. There's Simonim. 
If you look, if you're not interested, you're not interested. If you are zokin vein lefik voidai, then there's no you, you go weiter. You know this sugi of mitzvah, but if 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 you want to do a shavuot, the simanim take a look, look, look. Well, you'll find a simon. So what do I know about you from the simon? I know that you made this simon. I know that this is yours. But then there's something called tviyasayin. Tviyasayin comes from inner recognition. I, I experience you. That's a whole different experience. And that's the, 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 the chiddush of a neshama, of a chiddush of a nefesh, that etzim a neshama. Beyond logic, it's toifus atzmus ayin soif. That the core of ein soif, Hashem himself, bequeathed this very essence, and so to speak, implanted it in the core of the soul. That they're, they're one. There's a oneness. I don't know the abstract God of philosophy. There's an intimate, intimate embrace. The first God can also be very cold. It could be a cold one. There's a certain detachment. This one, there's no detachment. In the first one, it's like, oh, there's a world. If there's a world, there must be a God. There's no personal relationship. There's no intimate relationship. It's a logical, philosophical conclusion. A great piece of art has a great uh, master. That's a great artist. But here it's a whole different experience. Here it's the intimate relationship. And not only intimate relationship with the body, an intimate relationship with the core, with the essence of all, with Atzmosayin Ensayf. So we continue Tesavov, second paragraph. We come now back to the conversation of Hashem with Moshe. Both of his questions have been addressed. What's the question? Question number one is, what's the whole purpose of Golos? I don't see sin. Question number two is, if you're already sending me to redeem the Jews, why is it getting worse after? The Gula starts, as Avram Avinu reached his ultimate perfection in Brisbane Absarim, Brisbane Absarim represented the moment that Avram reached his Shlemus as Avram Avinu. What's that Shlemus? That great scientist who is searching for the truth and will give up everything for the truth, a world that's steeped in paganism and idolatry and promiscuity, is the world that Avram is born into and raised into. And yet, his keen and acute search for truth takes him on a journey down a road less traveled. And as a result of that... Avram Avinu really is the great revolutionary who says, Yesh balabayis libirizu. There is, there is a truth here. There is manath, there's a oneness here. There's a calling. There's a lech lecha Yeah, he wakes up the universe. He wakes up civilization from its slumber. He reaches his shlemus by Brisbane Absarim. 
What's the Shlemus? Havaya de Lesata. Havaya in terms of Mahava, appreciating Boire. What happens now? As the teacher, back to our marshal, you remember? The teacher reached the Shlemus of the first year because it hit Saif Maisa. It's now being communicated to the, to the student after all the toil in the teacher's mind, the yud and the hay and the vav and the hay. Remember? The klal prat, klal prat. I'm not going to chazer it over now because we're not going to finish this mimer. If I go back, you have to remember and chazer. <laughs> but after all, the student now, it's already going in. He's giving it. So it's the soif maisa. It reached the soif. And what happens now? A new tchila emerges in, in, in the mocker. So kevayachal Avram finished. Avram reached his shleimus avoida. What happens in the mucker? In the in the mucker, in the source, in the boire, a new gilu emerges, a new revelation emerges. What is that? We call it havaya de la'ela. The shem havaya miloshen mahava, a creator. Shem havaya is also called in halacha shem ha'etzem, shem ha'mefurish, shem ha'miyuchad. Havaya le'ela. What's that? Havaya le'ela. Havaya in its higher form, meaning beyond the definition of Mahava. She is God, this will be revealed through Matan That's the only reason that the old revelation must depart, because something new, a new window opened. And for that window to be completely opened, the old one got to close. This is Eirus of the new, is the reason that the old Gilui must ascend, must seize. Let's remember, if the Rav continues the old Gilui, right? That triggering moment, that epiphany is gone forever. There has to be a histalkus from the old. I'm sorry, what? Yes, yes, the Brisbane Absarim. So what does Hashem say in the middle of Brisbane Absarim? There's going to be Golos. <laughs> I'm making a covenant with you. Imagine, you're proposing, you're proposing to your, uh, to your fiancé, we're going to have the most amazing life, and you're going to be in exile for 400 years. Right? Don't give me your honey, don't give me your bite. It's Something is misplaced there. We understand in a moment of musr, a moment of chastisement, a moment of alienation, a moment of anger, a moment of chariaf. There's the toichecha. But we're here at Brisbane Absarim. We're eternally connected with this greatest love. Oh, by the way, you're going to be in exile for many years. Many times in this mimer, he emphasized this point over and over. Always, yeah. As reassure us, yeah. Ever his talkers, connection with God has ever been broken. It's only because this right, right. You should never think you're in a vacuum. Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. But this is very, very important. That's why he keeps on saying the reason there's a stalkus is because something new opened up. It's not when there's a stalkus. Oh, let's give him something new. No, there is no departure without a deeper revelation. If something closed in your life, if there's a moment of confusion, uncertainty, darkness, it's because a new light was unleashed. And in order to open yourself up to the new light, the old light ascended. 
and the more the new light is emerging and fermenting and, and taking shape, the deeper the old light must ascend. Like in the metaphor. In the beginning, the teacher will continue the shear. Remember, on the level of Chachma, right, the first week, he'll continue the shear. He had an epiphany. Wow, he's like, ooh, that's interesting. But he'll continue, he'll, he'll wing it. But then as the new light, you know, takes on more shape, what we call Bina, now there's already, <laughs> his words are, it's a tumult, there's confusion. But then when this Das, when that new idea is really taking shape and becoming internalized, he just grows quiet, silent. This relationship is dead from an external perspective. And what is it all about? That there's a new light coming to the student. But it's a process. So it's not that there's a histalkos, and then there's a new gilui. No, the gilui is what prompts the histalkos, which means in a, from, if you could see everything from its pnimius, there's no histalkos. Because the whole histalkos, which is again the ascent, the distance, the absence, the darkness, is really what? It's really a manifestation of a new awareness of a new gilui. And that changes everything. That's exactly the idea. When was Mashiach born? The moment of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. It's not two separate things. It's not there's a destruction and God says, oh, what do we do now? Okay, let's bring Mashiach. No! The destruction happened because Mashiach was born. The Chorban happened because Mashiach was born. Not there's a Chorban. Oh, I gotta give them something. Uh, okay, let Mashiach come into the world. Let, let's try to fix this. You see how this changes everything. Yeah. That's the idea that we spoke about before Tishabov, the Gemara in Yuma, right? Nundalad, when they came into the, to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, to destroy it. They didn't come in to, uh, to, uh, Duke Tyrus. They came to destroy it. These are the, these are the Babylonians. They see the cherubs, the kruvim, intertwined, representing the greatest moment of intimacy. Really? This is the greatest moment of intimacy? It's the greatest moment of alienation. Rega, in a good day, they're looking at each other. In a bad day, they're facing away from each other. In the worst day, they're hugging each other. <laughs> What's going on? Unless you see the whole thing from a different perspective. The ultimate departure, the ultimate estalkus came because there is an ultimate gilui of intimacy. But it still doesn't take away from the pain of the fact that the teacher is sitting and he's looking at his teacher and there's no teacher anymore. From his perception, that relationship has grown dark, silent. In the beginning, there's still words, there's still gestures, there's still some communication, but then there's complete, complete distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And both are true. This, this should never delegitimize empathy. You know, oh, everything is just beautiful. There's this, right? There's Tisha B'Av and the Shabbos Nachamo. <laughs> right. If you're a good student, you panic. That's why Tisha B'Av is a fast day. We don't say Tisha B'av, but on the other hand, when Mashiach comes, what's Tisha B'av going to be? It's going to be the greatest Yom Tif. 
There's a Lushan in Psikta. Ain Yamtif Elatishabov. Really? Because that's really, it's not Pshat. The Rambam says that when Mashiach comes, all the fast days are going to be Yamim Taivim. So the way we learn it is, well, there won't be a reason to fast, right? But why will it be a Yamtif? So there won't be a reason to fast Tishabov. Fine. So we won't fast. We won't have to watch videos all day. <laughs> we'll be able to go to work. Okay. Why does it become a Yamtif? Because it used to be a tragedy. How do you understand that? So a Pashtas, you say, well, it's nice because, you know, the bad day became a good day, so we're celebrating it. But, but it's just like any other day. The, the, the Pshat is something else. When you understand this, of course it's the biggest yomtif. Because that was the essence of the sadness as well. Yeah, in other words, Tisha B'Av is really the greatest day. It's really the day of Gula. It's really the day of Gula. Of course it's the greatest yomtif. But only that element you'll only see when the new Gilui emerges. As long as what we're experiencing is still histalkos, that you're not you're not open to that yet, and it would be it would be a crime. A Jew gets up to this. I'm going to eat tishav. I'm going to drink tishav because Mashiach is going to come and it's going to be a yamtif. That's an avera. <laughs> a person in middle. It means you're, it means you're, you're not human. It means you're detached from something. There's something off about it. Are you right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. In, 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 in the perfect ideal world, you're right. But we don't live in a perfect ideal world. We live in a world that's still fragmented. Yeah. We usually look at life, there's a cause and there's an effect. Really what we're learning here is the opposite. The effect is born and thus the cause is triggered. The effect is really the cause for the cause. What comes later is really happening earlier. There was a new gilui, and that's the sibe that is a histalkus. So you say, but, but, but I don't know what to do with my life. And this is true. This is true about Claudius, it's true about individuals, it's true about every person's life. And it's not easy to see. Because when I'm struck with this confusion or this uncertainty or this state of, of weakness, what I'm feeling is just, I'm lost. I'm lost. But you have to know, why are you lost? Why are you lost? Because a new way opened for you. And this way is going to take you nowhere. What does it mean to be lost? What it means to be lost is, I'm following a path and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. Thank God, there's a whole new way for you. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, now you're gonna ask me the hard questions, yeah? The the, the light the light that, that's there is for that person or for the cloud or is specifically for that person as well. It's also for that person. But remember, we're still in Gallus. <laughs> so we still grapple with this. We still grapple with this. We're talking Shivad in the now. <laughs> but remember, what's Shivad in the Shivad in the doesn't mean that the student got it. Remember, this means that he sees a glow on the face. He's like, there's something good out there. Right? You remember, in the first three weeks, it's just panic. It's like, I, I used to have a teacher. I don't know. He, he just disappeared. He broke off this relationship. I don't know what happened. 
Shiva Denchemtes, you already see a glow. Nehiru Ampin. So what does that mean? It just means there's hope, there's comfort, there's solace. I don't know what yet. Then the teacher, the student has to open himself up to be able to get that, and then he can get it. So that's in the calendar. But in terms of, of, of history, it, it, it's a struggle, and there's some things that we, you know, that at this point in history, we can just look at it and, and, and cry. That's the truth. And hug, yeah? And that doesn't mean there's no emunah and betachen. That, that's, 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 uh, the student has emunah. Stu- he's a real student. He's not a, he's not a detached student. But it's, it's, it's a painful moment. And it's really acknowledging the idea that I can't wrap my brain around everything. I don't have to. I don't have to figure out how it's going to be good. And the reason is, actually, if I try to figure it out, I'm g- it's going to get much worse. Because it's actually not something that my brain can deal with at the moment. I have to, like, shut my brain and say, don't figure it out. Just be. Be present. Don't run away. Be present. You know, we have this instinct that we have to figure things out. It's sometimes people have this issue, they feel they have to explain things to people. <laughs> If you can explain this, then you didn't get it. You understand? Huh? Yeah, you just didn't get it. If you're explaining it, you're actually worse off than the person you're trying to explain to. Actually, he gets it. How do I know he gets it? Because he knows he doesn't get it. And you're trying to bring him back to old paradigms. Like, no, I'll explain it to you. And you're fitting it into old models. The whole point is a new model opened. And you know how you open yourself up to new models? Silence. That's the first thing. You, you, you get this? Huh? This is very important. I didn't think of this before, but talking about, you know, in the middle of a Shia, things come out. You know, I... I knew it. I, I sometimes see in certain situations people are explaining reasons to people. But I mean, the word explaining it is actually much further than the person he's explaining it to. Huh? Like Eyev's friends, yeah. He's trying to say, oh, it's, it's still the old paradigm. I'll take you back. I have a good shear for this. No, 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 your old shear is gone. <laughs> it's the Anaya shear. But he doesn't want to go to one new Shia. He likes the old Shia. He's been doing it for 65 years. Why should he go away from his old Shia? This is where he got his covered from, his Parnassah from. It's a good Shia. I don't mean to judge anybody. It's not about judgment. I understand the psychology. It's a good Shia. Why go away from it? <laughs> Proved successful. But you're completely in the... You're mamish in the dark more than the person who's in the dark. The person who's in the dark is opening himself up to the light. And you're in the dark and you want to stay in the dark. You're not even ready to open yourself up because you're, you're taking me back to, to the middle, you know, mid, mid uh, medieval times, the dark ages, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, you're right. I think from Einstein, right? Insanity. You do the same thing and you expect different results. I'm still giving the same sheer. It's a different shear, Abbas. 
and, and great teachers, which are great leaders in every generation, their toifas, there's a new oir. And the new oir is painful. Because a new oir only comes with the death of the old oir. And that hurts. Because it's the light that made, allowed me to see things. But that light was extinguished for a new light to come. That's not easy. So some people will say, let's just go back to the old light. And so they'll explain everything. But there's a new light. There's a new light. And the new light is not here to torture you. The new light is here because of love. And that's where humility comes in. Real, real humility comes in. Yeah. Exactly. My old paradigms and my old mindsets, which just yesterday were the key to my success, become the great trap. That trap the great light and will never allow it to, will never, will never allow the growth. The new egg, the, the egg will never hatch. I take the egg and I just, you know, I cook it too fast. There's a chicken coming out, huh? Brisbane Absarium, yeah. That's the same idea. Yeah, that's it. In the Brisbane Absarium, it says, That's dread, darkness, huge, that falls on Avram Avinu. And that's when God tells him about the Golos. And that's the whole question. You're having, you're making your covenant. This is the moment of, of intimate, of the greatest love. What are you doing, Asha? It's not like a moment of Ram did this terrible sin. Hashem says, you know, there's going to be a punishment here. Okay. This is a strange model. Brisbane Absarim is the eternal covenant that Hashem made with Avram Avinu. He promises him, Eretz Yisrael, you're my nation. It's forever. It's eternal. It's unconditional. It's never going to change. Right then, there's darkness. What happened? So that's what we're learning here. Ah, that's the moment. Because Avram reached his great Shlemus at that moment. Shema Avayda Lesato. The Tachlis of Avayda, the way it was then before Matan Torah. Of discovering the Boire. So now something new is born in the source. And what happens? That newness creates the ascent, the departure from the old. How is that translated? That's translated in Golos. Golos Mitzrayim. Of course he fell asleep. That's what you have to do. <laughs> what, what, what happens when you fall asleep? You stop thinking, yeah? You don't figure things out, right? That's exactly the point. Sleeping here doesn't mean he fell asleep because he was bored. The sleep was an avoida. Falling asleep means I don't have to be in control. I don't have to figure it out, right? When, I'm, when we're awake, we have to be in control. It's good to fall asleep sometimes, in a positive sense. That's why the Jews went to sleep the night of Shavuos. Why'd they go to sleep? Okay, so those are all the details, the blackbirds, etc. But the idea of sleep is, I'm not in a position where I can wrap my brain around it. I don't have to figure this out. I can't figure it out. The student, when he's sitting there and the teacher goes, you know, spaces out, say, oh, I know exactly what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I really don't. I'm confused. If I substitute the pain with uh, Tylenol, 
and temporary reliefs, I'm, I'm, I'm like the same guy who was explaining it. I'm stuck again. You don't have to substitute it. You don't have to... We have this temptation. We have this temptation that everything has to fit in. So either I take Tylenol, right? Or I explain it. Or I'm looking for a substitute relief. Can I just sit in the, in the, in the moment? Whatever it brings up, there's a pain there. There's an absence there. And I don't have to run from it. I have to be able to trust the relationship. Trust the teacher. He's not, he didn't, this, he's a real teacher. If I don't, then you're right. I have to run away and I need Tylenol. But if I could trust, I could be here. We all know in human relationships what allows people to sit in their disagreements, to sit in their pain. There has to be a trust. If I feel that ultimately I can't trust you, I'm not going to continue the conversation. I'll make a joke and I'll run away. You know what I mean? Or I'll storm out of the room. What allows me to sit in the pain is the fact that there's a trust. There has to be trust. I'm sorry, what do you say about Martin Taylor? Very nice. By Matan Taylor, it says Chayshech Varafel, the same Nakud. Because that's the moment there was the revelation of what that Chayshech was. The Chayshech of Brisbane Absar and beautiful emerges by Matan Taylor. You know, the Matan Taylor is really a commentary on the darkness. It's a commentary of what happened in the moment of darkness. In the moment of darkness, when all light seemed lost, really the new light was being born. And because the new light was being born, the old light became dark. So Matan Torah was really the commentary of the darkness. Beautiful vart. We learned once, I think, a mimer from the Balatanya about the Choshech and Arafel by Matan Torah. I have to remember what he says. We learned it, Chavdala Tevis, Mamari Admirazak and Aktsarim, I think. So let's, let's finish this paragraph. This mime has a lot of, you know, you have in an article keywords. So it's certainly this is one of the keywords. This Oirus is always the reason for the histalkos. The reason there was a histalkos is because there was a Oirus. The new Gilui was aroused. And hence the old said goodbye. So by Brisbane Absarim, there's suddenly an emergence of the concept of Golos. Why? What is this? It's the fact that a new light was born. Back to the marshal. It doesn't happen in one stage. The ascent of the teacher is stage after stage. He goes higher and higher and higher. When he goes a little up, it's a little istalkus. When he goes higher up, the istalkus is greater, just like in the marshal. The more the teacher is absorbing the new light, the higher he goes, the more he internalizes the new air, the deeper the istalkus, the greater the distance, the profounder the absence. Probably can't say profound absence, but the profounder the sense of detachment. 
Like we learned, the three weeks is Chachma, Bina, Das. V'lachain, this gives us a new perspective. Ha-galus, this is the answer why the galus every day becomes stronger. The galus should become easier if it's a punishment. But what if galus is not a punishment? What if galus is the prerequisite for the new light? What if it's not a punishment? So you're saying with more time, the galus should become easier. You're, you're going, going out of prison soon. Come on, go into a halfway house. What's, here it's the opposite. But what if it's not a punishment? What if it's the development, the birth of the ultimate new light, of the ultimate love? So then the more that light is coming in, the more the departure from the old, and the more the old light gets extinguished, until when the new light is about to come in, the old light is completely extinguished. And what am I feeling? I'm feeling nothing. I'm hanging in the air. Huh? It's like the birth of a child. The, most the birth of a child, yeah. The most painful moment is that the child is about to emerge. The greatest pangs. You'd say, oh, this is the hard, most horrible moment. Yes, I mean, <laughs> it is. And I guess the people sitting here are not real masters of this issue. Our job is, you know, just to be there and to empathize and be present emotionally. But uh, but that's the point. We're saying about the caterpillar and the butterfly. That moment, that moment, the squeezing out. The squeezing out. Yeah. You ever saw a chick come out of an egg? You ever watched it? It's powerful. Now, so Hashem tells Moshe, Atatir. Moshe says, why now? Now it's supposed to get better. Now, what happened now in Egypt? The old Chius got completely interrupted. The last lifeline of spirituality was cut. At this point, Paroi denies everything. Godliness is a complete non-starter. He calls it a lie. And the word of God manifested in the ten utterances of the creation. There's no light whatsoever. The lowest nadir, the lowest moment. In Tehillim, there's an expression, Tehillim, Kapitel Amitesh, I was silent, Dumia, complete in complete silence. God's silence is thunderous. Right? You know the expression, your silence is deafening. The silence is so deafening. But that means you can hear the silence. Oh, that's already not silent. There's a silence, just silence. So there's nothing here. That's the silence Moshe experienced. So Hashem tells Moshe, this silence is deafening. You know why there's silence? Because you're about to hear the greatest noise. That's the silence. This means that the new oil already took shape. It already emerged. Where? Why don't I feel it? In the mashal it would be by the teacher. 
in the teacher, it's there, and that's why he's completely silent now. He can't speak anymore. There's no communication. The whole chiyus is done. It's over, cut. From the student's perspective, this relationship is finished. Why? Because the teacher actually got the idea. An hour ago or a day ago when he didn't have the idea yet, he's still in communication with you. Now the communication stopped. He says to Moshe, Ato now, now when the Asarim Amoris are completely eclipsed, the old shear is gone. There's no simon anymore for Hashem in this world. Look at Parah. He doesn't believe in anything. He just increases the gullahs physically and spiritually. What does this mean? This means that Matan Torah already came into the world. We're Lamaila. What's Lamaila? Lamaila Batsilis. Bezayin Midis Dezah. In the seven Midis of Atsilis. Va'ata Dafketiri Kika'es. Yizgala Gamla Neshamas Debri Yitzir Now it's ready to come to the student. To be revealed for the Neshamas of the world's Bri Yitzir Asiyah. Achakola Klippis Yikonu Vekulam Yoydu. Where all the shells will ultimately become subservient, the husks will remove, and everybody will be able to acknowledge the truth. Valzanema, that's what he says. Atasira, now you'll see, now. Kibiyad chazaka yeshalchim, with a strong arm he will expel them. This is how he answered both questions of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu asked two gewaldic questions. Question number one, Lamariyo Yisalamazeh. Remember the Medrash, I look and say for Beratius, I see sin, punishment, sin, punishment, sin, punishment. Cause, effect, cause, effect, cause, effect. Here I see an effect without a cause. Parshish is gullus, without an antecedent, without a cause. Effect without a cause. Suddenly God, less din, less dying. Why are the Jews tortured? Why are the Jews abused? Why, why, why? What they do? There should have been a scene in Parshish Shmois. The Jews went to Egypt, they assimilated, they became corrupt, they stole Mola Mitzrayim Chamos, right? And God turns to Moshe and says, well, Moshe wasn't around yet. God turns to somebody and says, ooh, they're going to suffer, but there will be salvation. Fine. That's not what happens in Shmois. Out of the blue, out of the blue, there's abuse. And this is the question that so many people ask. What did I do wrong to deserve this story in life? Tell me. So they go to experts, so the experts say, in a previous Gilgal you sinned. You understand what they're trying to do? They want to go to the old shear. Tamevin? In a previous Gilgal you sinned. They can't go out of their paradigm. You sinned, the question is which Gilgal? I was three years old when it happened. Yeah, it's a Gilgal. A previous, I could see it on your face that in a previous Gilgal you sinned. That's one way of dealing with it. Or maybe your father sinned, or your mother sinned, or your brother sinned, or your Zayda sinned, or previous Dur sinned, and you're going to be a Mechaper, etc. And what happens? The person who asked the question, he just experienced abuse for the second time. He may even not be able to articulate it, but he knows he goes home, right? And he feels horrible. He doesn't know why. And it's not that the person was trying to harm him. He wasn't. He was doing the best he can using the tools that he has. He, we, he may be a very fine person, huh? The old shear. The old shear. The shear that he knows. The shear that he uses to deal with everything. Right? So Moshe says, what's going on here? Give me a, an effect, has to have a cause. It's not what happens here. That's what people say. Suddenly, boom, what happens? 
Second question is, and now when you already send me to give the good news, we're going backwards. This Hashem says the two answers. At Asira. At, only now. Why? Because you have to re-understand this whole Golos. You're looking at me like Elohim. Ani Hashem. This is not about Din. It's all love. What, what are you talking about? There was an old shear. I want to give them the new shear. Not just Yediyah. Tvius Ayin, not just Simon. Atmos, not just Boire. Ponem beponem. Not just distance. For that, the old shear has to go. And when the old shear is completely eclipsed, you know that the new one emerged. That's why now Geula can happen. This was the response to Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of Shmois and the beginning of Parshas Veira. Okay. You see how everything starts coming together, huh? Ah. You can experience a this world, when you learn these my modem, you can experience Avaya de Laela. Ah? Chachme la, Chachme la. That's a good question. Like, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. Like Hashem, Hashem has to, has an epiphany. So Zag's good, huh? Zag's good. Zag's good. Zag's good. The Rebbe, the last, he's saying the Rebbe brought in a new air. And then he grew silent, and he can only gesture after the stroke. And then it was his talkos completely. So some people run to the old shir because it's it's too much, and others are confused, and it's really you have to tune into the new air. Beautiful, very very powerful. This looks good. yeah. Yeah, it's a medrash, yeah. The ganze svasemes. The medrash says that the gulas mitzrayim happened. Moshe appeared, and then he ran away. Nisalem, and then he appeared, and vaiten nisalem, and the medrash says the same is true with the gula hasidah. Helam gilu, helam gilu. I have to look it up. Yeah, there's a medrash. Yeah. Says nigla v'chayzev in eskasa v'chayzev in nigla v'chayzev in eskasa. That's the lash. That's 
I guess when the old is not working. <laughs> See, the balance is so low that I don't see you can't switch into the new. It's switching now, I feel it. Very good stuff. And then, boom. No. But the, of course. The new doesn't uh, destroy the... The new doesn't... Avram is the student. Hashem is the teacher. At the Brisbane Apsarim, when that relationship reached its perfection, Saif Maisa, a new, a new identity is revealed. And that's why at that moment he communicates the message of Golos. Because that's part of the process. The Golos was just, had to be part of the process. And it takes hundreds, remember it's hundreds of years, it's not like it's happening tonight. But in other words, the seed was planted for Golos. Why? Because the starting, there was a new epiphany. If there's a new epiphany, so the seed is planted for the old to die. The Chorban is the moment that Mashiach is born. Because, you're, you're right, you're right, yeah. You want to know why it's taking so long for the light to, uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, much bigger. That's the next piece. The next piece starts with the next light, yeah. From Brisbane up Sodom to Matan Torah was just a few hundred years. From the Khurban to Mashiach is much longer. Because it's a completely different light. Even the Gabi Matan Torah. So, Tishba, in those days, it's in the past. Really, we were past that. Yeah, that's the reason also why Tishabov, they say it from, I think, the Ruzhina, the Halik Ruzhina. He said that from the Baal Shem Tev, yeah, there's already a certain light that was revealed in Tishabov. Tishabov in the olden days was considered a very, very sad day. It still is, but it was very manifest. After the Baal Shem Tev, you saw that Tishabov, there was Obviously, everything has to be according to Allah, but there was a certain lightness. Because the closer you get to Mashiach, 
on one hand, the darkness is worse, but on the other hand, you can already sense that the panemius of the darkness is the light. Because you're getting closer to the new light. So on one hand, there's a very intense darkness because the closer to the light, the more there's talcus. On the other hand, there's already a te'ima, taste. Yeah, the shiva de nechemta is that there's there's a light coming. So when you look at Tisha B'av, you're not just seeing Khurban, you're also seeing the birth, Mashiach. So even though it's still a day of Avelis and Tainus, of course, till Mashiach comes, it's, it's, it's Tisha B'av, it's Tisha B'av, it's not a Yamta. But there's a Psah, certain Pnimius comes out. Huh? Because the darkness is really light. Yeah. That's the Vart. But there's stages in history. You, you, you can't be premature. In Golos, the darkness is darkness. But that awareness makes, creates a shift. Huh? Brother Sam, we're in a good time now. We, we went in the Horban, we went in the uh, World War II, you know, in Europe and World War II, and we worked, you know. What did they say it was the best of times? And it was the worst of times. But what we're learning here is it was the best of times because it was the worst of times. <laughs> but now we're ready for the best of times without the worst of times. That's what Gul is. Gullus is the best of times because it's the worst of times. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's not so funny. You understand? And Gul is the best of times without the worst of times. Just the best of times. Ah. Huh? Still, everybody has his own rules. And this is also true individually. The, the answer to Reb Moshe's question, that's already a very deep question, is, I understand a teacher is limited, so he gets a new epiphany. What if Hashem gets a new epiphany? Well, he, he should have known it before. Yeah. Huh? Cover the chasana, he came up with new ideas. Mela, the teacher, is a limited teacher. He has a new epiphany. That's a very deep question. Huh? The answer is even deeper, though. Mamash Bekitsa Nimrutz. If you remember, there were three reasons why the Shear unleashes new ideas in the teacher. Reason number one is because Kaya Chadibur is Mechalik. Remember, and the Klal is that all Biru comes through his Chalkus. When you have to, when you're forced to speak and articulate, it forces a clarity that you don't have without it. If you think about something, you will never have the same clarity. Say, say it even to yourself. Say it. Because just getting it out in words, like writing it or saying it, forces much more clarity. That's a fact. I know I have ideas. I speak a lot. When I have to write the article, I have to go back everything, to everything. Because you can't repeat yourself and you have to like, is this really the point? Or is, is this the point? Is that what? It forces you to crystallize the ideas. That's number one. Number two, he said, that when the, the desire of the teacher to give hits the, the wall of the student, you remember, and the student can't get it. So that, that combination of his desire to give and the student's frustration and inability, right, creates the Urchhäuser that bounces back and it unleashes a new creativity of finding new ways to communicate. Third thing he said is, Saif Maisev Machshavat Chila. That since the ultimate kavan is to give, so when you hit the Saif Maisa, 
when you it, the idea leaves your space and it goes into the student's space, you become reinvented. You find a place that you could have never found without that relationship. Right? Because when it hits the Saif Maisa, which is the Machshavet Chila of the student, it evokes your Chila. So Dr. Michel said the first two have logic, the third doesn't have a logic. And I explained that this is not logic, this is beyond logic, this is the, op- the whole operating system of the world is based on this truth that God wanted a relationship. And therefore, it's when the relationship hits the mark, yeah, that Kevayochel, Hashem, I don't know how to say this, if you could say it, there's a certain reinvention of Himself, so to speak. Right? It brings out, like the Gemara says, Nitzchuni bonai Nitzchuni. The Gemara says, Hashem says, my children won me. When they won, they were victorious over me. The Gemara in Baba Metziah, Peidalad, Nuntes, Nitzchuni bonai Nitzchuni. The child, The relationship is behind everything. So Mela, when the, when the student gets the shear and it reaches its ultimate completion, so because of that, a new Inyan in Elakus is revealed. A new Inyan Kivayachal in Hashem also is revealed. Because the relationship is at the core of everything. Okay, we just need some time to uh, ferment, but uh, we'll get there. <laughs> Okay, so that seems like it almost creates a vacuum. It's a vacuum. Oh, well, this goes in the pack. It's like, say, one thing. It's right thing. Yeah. We think of time as a linear time. Yeah, linear, yeah. So you're saying if time is linear, so the effect can precede the cause. That's what it actually Yeah, that Hashem in His deepest core wanted the relationship. Right? So when that relationship comes to fruition... Something, so to speak, yeah, gets revealed in godliness that couldn't be revealed before that. So to speak, within the mucker. The new gilu in the mucker. Of course, in his core, 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 everything is there. But because he chose this relationship, so that relationship... He chose it in his deepest place. So the ultimate, ultimate depth emerges only through the relationship. It's not a simple idea, this. It's one of the chidushim of the Balatanya. I mean, chidushim, one of the ideas. In other words, it's not a, it's not a philosophical idea, this. <laughs> it's not a philosophical idea. It's ponem beponem. It's etzem hayechidis, toifes atzmos. In his deepest etzem, that relationship is embedded. So Mele, in that relationship, so you say, but well, Hashem is forced by that? No, but he chose that to be his deepest core.
So Bamela, that relationship will bring out things that nothing else will bring out. Nothing else will bring it out. He will, so to speak, reinvent himself from it. I mean, it's sensitive stuff. I'm just, this is the Nakuda. The, it says in Chesidus, Menachem of means, why is it called Menachem of? Literally, it means, right, the father comforts. But then it should be of Menachem, not Menachem of. Menachem of literally means you comfort the father. So in other words, the child could comfort the father in a way that is uh, very profound. The Rebbe Rayat once said, Vanit Fila, ich bin gewaren ashtik Tfila. Vanit Fila, I became a Tfila. Okay. We'll be Mamshachem Ritz Hashem tomorrow, yeah? This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.